Hello, everybody, and welcome to the, well, <laughs> the last ever time I'll say this, the Elite Dangerous live stream. It's not quite, is it? It's a star-studded night here aboard the Gnosis for Ed's leaving party. I mean, if you look out of the portal, you can see that the endless night is studded with stars. In the background, Hutton Orbital is shining brightly, with a thin trail of mist streaming from Cubicle 3. We're here to say farewell to this well-loved celebrity streamer who's hanging up his magboots for the last time, shutting down his spreadsheets and sweeping up the last crumbs of his biscuits before retiring to an undisclosed location in Seoul. Literally dozens of people have crowded into the Gnosis bar to see Ed off. The party's going full swing as truckers mingle with lab-coated boffins and assorted scum and villainy from across the galaxy. Actually, Ed was due to arrive some time ago, but so far there's no sign of him. We know he was making his way here from Dunker's Rest, and I'm told he should be here soon. While we're waiting for the guest of honour, I'm going to circulate among the people here and ask them to share a few memories of Ed. Commander Millstone Barn, if I recall, you were with Ed at the Sagittarius A tea party. Yeah, I was there, man. It was awesome. Everyone was there. Griefed. Orange Spark, Coots, all of the best ones. We were just sat there in space with that mind-blowing stellar object in front of us, bending the light of the galaxy around it. Ed was in front of us, taking pictures and chatting away. We were honking, and then he gets out the biscuits. Oh my gosh. These biscuits, we'd never seen anything like it. A strawberry and cream afternoon tea biscuit. Redorant. He's putting the numbers in the spreadsheet and it smashed the records. 68.9. I'll never forget that day. Thank you. That was a most edifying story. Well, there's still no sign of Ed. Let's see who else we can talk to. Ah, Commander Yamix. What can you tell us about your dealings with Ed? Oh, Ed's, um, well, formally met him face-to-face in one of those weirdo meetings. And gotta say, for a teen, he sure needs to eat more to grow tall and muscly. Actually, he's a grown man. Oh, fuck, he's older than that? Well, shit. That would explain his glorious face whiskers. Thought it would be weird in a teen, but then again, I've seen Stranger Things in a fellow Latvian, uh, creatures. Regardless, PR speak wise, Ed's quite good. Though being too excited can be sometimes bad, too, you know. Thank you for that moving tribute, I think. I'm just getting a message from LCU No Fool Like One who claims to have a message from the Thargoids regarding Ed. I'll patch him through. Commander, what have you got for us? We've received this message through the Eagle Eye network from the Thargoids. The signal was discovered in HIP 22460, which is currently permit-locked. We think the message is directed at Ed. The message comes in two parts. A preamble with a hidden image, followed by a trinary sequence. We think that the image may help us unlock the code of the second part of the message. Hold on, I'll just play it for you. That was the preamble with a hidden image. The second part of the message consists of a trinity of ternary bits, or as I like to call them, tits. 
The sequence of tits appear to encode an encrypted message. We would like to request the help of independent commanders to help us at Canon decode the message because, quite frankly, we've all had far too much gin and we're off our tits. Extraordinary. This is unprecedented. Yes, unprecedented. As long as this isn't some sort of elaborate hoax, it's big news. The first time the Thargoids have attempted to communicate with us directly. I'd like to ask all independent commanders out there to help us decode this message. Good luck on decoding the message. Well, the party's still going on, but there's still no sign of the guest of honour. Ed hasn't arrived yet. And so far we haven't had any communication from him. However, the boffins aboard the Gnosis have used their sensor network to detect organic material along the route. I'm just getting confirmation. Yes, it's biscuit crumbs. It must be Ed. Obviously, we need to keep his exact route and position secret, because there are many people out there who would like to shoot him down. You, sir, are you worried about Ed? Do you think you'll make it? Ed, it's a long way from WNL. He could have wrecked his ship in all sorts of ways. Crashing into a star, overheating his ship or getting griefed. The chances of him getting here are pretty slim, but I'll have a drink for him anyway. Cheers. Commander Flossie, so nice to see you here. Perhaps you could describe your relationship with Ed for the viewers. I can't believe Ed is leaving. I haven't missed a single one of his live streams. When I first saw him, he looked so dreamy. And then, whoa, he got that manly beard and he looked so strong and handsome. I do love a nice beard. Then, Will came along. I didn't like him at first, which started to grow on me after Ed took out the restraining order. And now I'm his number one fan. Oh, there he is now. Koi, Will. Will, over here! Thank you, Flossie. Have a great evening. Oh, I believe that that is the notorious Commander Truffle Shuffle of Halt. Commander Truffle Shuffle, I do hope you're not here to cause trouble. Calm down. I'm not here to cause trouble for Ed. But he is on your kill on sight. It's true Halt had him in our sights for murdering the beautiful angels of the fire guard. And now he's retiring. He isn't a threat to us. By the way, have you seen Will? I'd like to have a word with him. Yes, uh, he's over there. May the fire gods, angels watch over you. Um, I'd rather they didn't, thank you. Oi, truffle first. Get your hands off, Will. Commander Bowman here is a member of Ed's 38. Bowman, do you have any memories you can share? I happened to be with Ed when he came back from Distant Worlds expedition. Uh, we docked, and while Ed was selling the exploration data, I made up pot of tea and Ed pulled out a packet of Highland Finger shortbread and he managed to squirrel away somewhere. After handing out the biscuit in silence he just turned on Claire de Lune by Claude Debussy. He leaned back in his chair, he relaxed and that was it. There was something so soothing in that moment. It was the perfect ending of Journey Home. Yeah, I'm going to miss that guy. Still no sign of Ed, but preparations are being made for Dr. Arkanen to deliver his presentation. This could be interesting, as Dr. Arkanen has never been seen in public, and even his voice is classified. 
it looks like they've set off the smoke machine while clearing the stage. It's really quite dense. And the lights are really bright. I can just make out a figure approaching. I can't make out any details. Thank you all for joining us on this special occasion to celebrate Ned. Or, uh, Ed. Yes, that's it, Ed. To celebrate Ed's retirement from the galactic stage. It's nice to see such a turnout of cannon scientists, truckers, and assorted riffraff aboard our great vessel. Unfortunately, Ed can't be with us tonight. Despite all our efforts to bring him here safely, we hired Smiling Dog Crew to provide him with security on the trip. I'm sure that nothing bad could possibly have happened to him. Ed, though you are not here with us today, we'd like to thank you for all the entertainment you brought us over the years. I know how many here feel that you are part of the family, and are very sad to see you go. As a token of our appreciation, I'd like to present you with this packet of Thargoid Resin Jammy Biscuits, and on behalf of the truckers, this golden mug. I hope that you will have a happy and peaceful retirement, but you are dead to us now. Dead. Commander Del Monte, have security clear this room, and if this rabble aren't out of here by midnight, have them pushed out of the nearest airlock. That was Dr. Arkanen with a moving farewell speech for Ed. The party here is breaking up now. Sadly, still no word from Ed. But I'm sure we'll hear from him sooner or later. Over to the studio. Okay, okay, I'm going now. Stop pushing me. Our mics are live. Good evening and welcome to the makeshift studio aboard the good ship Genos, Gen, Geno, no, Gnosis, where Hutton are hosting a farewell knees up for the departing galactic intern. Hey mum, it's me. It's chaos out there and all the best ones are in here, or so we've been told. Cannon Interstellar are in full swing and the gin is flowing. I think I'm staying off the gin until I've read my bit. But Lou's vanished on me. I think he's had my share. So, without any further ado, here are our headlines. Complete repeat defeat in replete bug fix sheet. Gnosis nearly ends up mugged. Duke doesn't duck and gets squarely stuck. Atrus5060 has Thargoids on his six and 2020 on the locations. Lou's left the naughty step and is currently shaking his thing on the dance floor. So I'm covering his bit and Norma's doing a tango through this week's community goals. The Pilots' Federation released a number of critical system updates this week to ships out in the galaxy, 
including the removal of the lines of code that caused scan complete to say scan complete each time someone had a complete scan and no longer wanted to hear that their scan was complete as they knew their scan was complete already and would it please stop saying scan complete. Hand in hand with this one, there was a modification to the power of the abrasion blaster, thanks to Canon Interstellar, who had identified that some Muppet had replaced the power cells with the replicator from the Gnosis kick machine. This had the rather pleasing side effect of not only shipping off a chunk of rock, but then replicating it once for each additional abrasion blaster fitted to the ship. Whilst this has led to millionaires becoming billionaires and billionaires becoming trillionaires, the effect on galactic markets and influence was rather unbalancing, or even unbalancing to the galaxy, where people were now buying loaves of bread for 10 tons of void opals, toilet paper for 20, and tins of beans for whole python loads. There has also been, a as a result, a rebalancing of the influence effect of doing much too much smuggling and being a bit naughty on factions throughout the galaxy. We can't tell as yet um, whether this has caused smugglers in Harry Potter to be happier or grumpier, but we're sure that Team Hotpit will be working it out in due course. Karen Interstellar averted a near disaster of mug overload proportions this morning when the Gnosis, en route to Hutton, inexplicably ran out of fuel halfway through the journey. The fuel rats were called, the repair teams were sent, and raced to the scene just in advance of the Hutton salvage party, who were rubbing their hands together with glee at the thought of turning the megaship's mighty engines into a bumper, <coughs> into a bumper crop of mugs in time for the next boom. Laden with cake, biscuits, a disco ball, and more than a little tinfoil, the Gnosis was heading for this very vicinity to assist in the celebration of the departure of one galactic intern from the bubble, having combat logged entirely on his duties, and shortly to be departing to wend his merry way elsewhere in the galaxy, or possibly even another galaxy somewhere far out there. The Gnosis, normally reserved for scientific endeavour, and the scene of a recent Thargoid attack appears to be consuming more fuel than normal, though whether that's as a result of the hurry to get to Hutton, or due to the increased mass from the cake, no one has yet been able to tell. There also appears to have been a minor glitch with the docking systems, meaning commanders this morning were unable to launch even once it had arrived at its destination, and a number of hotbox pilots from Van Manen, Star Spa and Juice Bar have denied having visited the tomb of Mr. Dusty just before meeting the Gnosis at Verati, Cannon's home system. Any glitches as a result of unsafe docking are entirely coincidental, and nothing to do with any evil space viruses at all. In a mining incident, more reminiscent of a mighty battle against unbending foes, Commander Duke Spartan of the Hutton Truckers had an unfortunate and entirely unplanned rapid unscheduled disassembly this week. In his race to take the Hutton Squadron to the top tier of the table for trading, he was hunting down the total set by one Commander Vengtetan. When one particularly pretty passing pile of rock caught his attention, and the motherload of void opals became the object of his desire. Not wanting to miss the spectacle of the rock exploding, he duly reversed to gain the best view, and being totally unaware of his reversing sensor beeping loudly at him, connected with a rock to the rear. As he's a careful sort, this normally wouldn't have been a problem, 
but in this case, The Rock had a buddy. A very close buddy. In fact, their relationship could probably be best described as intimate. Being caught in this impending threesome, and by the time he realized he probably wasn't happy with being the spare in the thundering meeting of mass, he barely had time to strip to his loincloth, don his remlock, and scream for Sparta before his ship crumbled, crushing in the mighty meat grinder, and he dived headfirst towards the remain of the void opal rock, pickaxe in hand. It's only as a result of the extreme low temperatures and escape gases giving him a full cryogenic makeover that he survived the incident, though his loincloth did go a bit crunchy. Having been rescued by passing commanders, this mighty Spartan promptly kept to his word as an accomplished Iron Man, he also does fun runs, gave away all his possessions and demanded to be taken back to Aravate and be put in a stock sidewinder with no cash. Hutton salutes his bravery, though we cannot recommend wearing anything less than full thermals, a vest, some gloves, a nifty balaclava, and one of those pocket warmers that you snap and keeps your pinkies warm. Good evening, Trackers. Atris5060 reporting in with the latest intel from Canon Research on all things Fargoids. Uh, apologies for the short message last week, but being out on the Distant Worlds 2 expedition, it was hard to get a stable signal. Now, last week, the Eagle Eye system reported no new targets. However, that did not mean that the Thargoids were giving humanity a break from their continued onslaught. Incursions have been reported in Kekank and Madras, or Madras, whichever you want, Plady Sector HR-WD1-42 and HIP-21167. Though the efforts of the AXI and its allies, the incursion was lifted upon HIP-21167. That's good! Great news! The other three systems, however, are still under siege and in need of defending. With three incursions still in place, the Thargoids have also targeted six systems this week. Eagle Eye is reporting that the new targets as Asterope, Merope, Sterope 2, that's a lot of ropes, HIP 9141, Bulge, and HIP, oh I've got a Bulge, and HIP 21167. HIP-21167 currently has a station already damaged by a previous incursion, as does HIP-9141. Sterope 2 is an uninhabited system and is a non-priority target. Combat pilots to coordinate with the AXI and Cannon Lab 69 to defend these systems. With all the damage stations in the bubble still on fire, and the prospect of several more to be added into this list this week, Operation IDA will need all the help it can to bring the stations back online. There are currently 44 damaged or burning stations. The haulers of IDA will be completing repairs on Cleaver Prospect and Plady Sector HR-WD1-57 before they can move on to the rest. Your mission this week trackers, should you choose to accept it, will be to defend humanity, full stop. But more specifically for this week, in Astro, Baroque, HIP 9141, Bulge, HIP 21167, Kakank, Madras, and Sector HR-WD1-42. Good luck out there, commanders. For the mug! This is really educating. Ah. 
it appears that I've been passed a piece of paper with some notes on it. Uh, number one, we're winning the war in Wise, so sh wouldn't worry. Number two, we're in war here in Alpha Centauri, so worry a lot about that for a few days once the hangover goes away. N number three, pirates are attacking Bernard Star, which means we're getting all filthy rich again off of those opal, opal, opals. Number three, A, we now own Darks High in Epsilon Eridani and have driven those pirates away. And number four, that's about it. Just stay away from the naughty step. Over in Colonia, there's only one line on this one. Uh, do stuff for Hutton at Hutton Moon and over in Doritos. That's it. No idea what it means, so uh, over to Norma and her lovely pair of CGs. Billionaire investor Lexi October has announced plans to save technology company Supratech from bankruptcy and has requested various commodities to be delivered to Stone Enterprise in the Rakapila system. More details later. Hi everybody, oh, this, this golden mug I, I accept graciously uh, and with, with my most humble thanks. Um, it will be going next to my uh, orange hazmat suit, uh, my safety goggles and of course all of the Thargoid detritus and slime that we've picked up over the years of doing Educating Ed with Cannon. Which of course I want to do a, a genuine huge thank you to, to you guys for setting up because um, you're a huge part of what makes the community really special and Educating Ed, that series, was a big part of not only um, educating others about the community and the, and the ways that the community engaged with one another, but also educating me in what, the, what, what, the, what is possible for communities and video games communities to do. Um, and it kind, of, it kind of embedded me in the company, it embedded me within the community. So thank you so much for, for helping be such a huge part of that. Uh, also, you know, thank you to all the other communities. I, I don't want to start listing them because that would be really crazy because every single one has been so special. This, this, this particular thing is for, is, for, is for Canon, but of course the Ed's 38 guys and, and, and the Hutton truckers and the fuel. Oh, you know, I, again, I'm going to stop there, but they're, they're, everyone's uh, extremely special. Uh, to me, and always have a place in my heart. So right now, I'm just chilling at the Gnosis Bar, uh, relaxing uh, before a trip to uh, Dunker's Rest, I believe. So thanks so much, and um, yeah, again, thank you so much for this this wonderful gift. It's an honour. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> <laughs> Flossy. <laughs> it's Flossy. It's flossy. It's flossy. It's flossy. And the community goes. Hello, it's Flossy here with this week's Community Goals News. Investor set sights on Supertech and protecting traders in Rakapila. Billionaire investor Lexi October 
has announced plans to save technology company Supertech from bankruptcy. Although Supertech's talk design proved to be impractical, impractical, I feel that a company with such imagination and expertise deserves another chance to succeed. So I have decided to fund a commodity drive to get Supertech back on its feet. I have invited the People's Rackapeel Progressive Party to organise shipments of computer components, auto fabricators and hardware diagnostic sensors, which will enable Supertech to resume its innovative work. Deliveries should be made to Stone Enterprise in the Rackapeeler system. To protect traders, the People's Rackapeeler Progressive Party has pulled a placed a kill order on all wanted ships in the system. The initiative begins on the 31st of January and will run for a maximum of one week. And that's this week's CG News. We are joined by the amazing party man himself. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's Edward Lewis. Hi. Hi there. It's my birthday. It's not It's not my birthday. It's the opposite of that. It's a big party on the Gnosis. <laughs> So part of the gnosis. I remember I genuinely did call it the genosis the first time. Is that why? Is that why you keep making reference to that? <laughs> no, we're I just... don't know. Is it gnome? Uh, gnome? We have no idea what's going on in gnosis. No, I don't know. I, I don't know either. It was very embarrassing. I remember just calling it that on a live stream and being like, "God, what am I doing?" This wonderful community of they... very forgiving people that just they were a go. They were. <laughs> well, they were until now. I didn't realize you've been doing it behind my back. Um, it's all good though. Thank you so much for this lovely uh, tribute, which was, um, it, again, it it's pretty astounding. Like I can't, um, I can't quite get my head around it. Still, really, like it, it, it's weird. I, I got a little video today on Twitter. Um, am I allowed to be serious? Because you've been very silly this yeah, entire no, you time. Can be, this is this is the place. You right. Basically, when you finish talking and you don't yeah. want to say any more, you just say for the mug, and then we move on. That's the way the okay. green room works. All right. Well, I'll go on forever then. Um, but basically, <laughs> it, it it was. I got a video today from from a few members of the community, um, I uh, including the Honey Thief and Orange Spark and. Um, yeah, that's really good. Um, Jack Little, uh, and there's um, basically it. It, it was I, I felt quite emotional about it when I did the the last live stream that I did the other week. But I think there was something about it today, just knowing that this is the last couple of days before I'm actually not going to go back into that office, and just watching that video, and then seeing how people actually really do care, and just genuinely. I know I, know I said it earlier in that little video clip that little, not video clip, that little clip I did for Canon, but it really, oh, I, I can't even remember what I was, I can't it stings, even remember it really stings. Yeah. Where we're sat. I don't, I just don't, like, I know it's just been more than a job, you know, and I hope people have always realised that I've always really cared about it. And, it's 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 just it's sort of becoming sort of a bit more real real that I'm that I'm actually leaving, um, and that's <clears throat> it's been life changing for me. Like you know, anyone's life between the age of twenty six and thirty is 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 sort of big, and four and a half years is a big amount of time. But I don't know. Like you've you've all really been a huge 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 part of it and shaped it into something that 
it's just been the best part of my life. And what well, it's hopefully very the silliness. Oh, in, yeah. in, in, you know, the silliness and the fun. I mean, it's uh, mm. it's not all serious, is it? No. No, God, no. Like, uh, uh, you guys have always just been, well, silly when it needs to be silly, but then also serious when you need to be serious. Like, look at all the money that you've collectively raised for charity and stuff. Uh, but then at the same time, look at, like, <coughs> however many hundreds of drabbles that you did. Um, which are silly. I know they're a serious art, but they are silly, let's be honest. Um, but I don't know. Um, I'm kind of, believe it or not, lost for words. And I keep getting lost for words. And it's really frustrating me because I kind of, I've always been quite good at just talking until I get sad and then crying. It's kind of what I do. And yeah, then, we're not doing that because we're going to get all sweary in a minute and we're going to make them talk about yeah. you as well. Which is... Galnet News Digest, 31st of January 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Hadrian in Arissa Brutality Claim. Too close to call in disappointing Nanomed bidding war. The longest rat journey continued. Will takes the spotlight. Hadrian in Arissa Brutality Claim. Hadrian Augustus Duval, figurehead of the failed grassroots isolationist Nova Imperium movement, has become its actual head, following the execution of former leader Imperator Mordanticus on Friday last week. Nova Imperium has been wiped out across the Empire, with stalwarts clinging on to a minority representation in their home Parisa system. Duval, formerly known as Hadrian Janssen, an illegitimate grandson of the late Emperor Hengist, claimed the title of Imperator Duval during a broadcast from an unknown location in which he accused Emperor Arissa Livigny Duval of heading a regime shored up by brutality and terror. He stated that Nova Imperium respects all parts of imperial society, from senators to slaves. He made no mention of the group's previous manifesto of isolation from Federation and Alliance, or of its plot to overthrow the Emperor. However, he remained certain that the 2,700 systems of the Empire need Peresa more than Peresa needs the Empire, and was sure that if he reopened negotiations, he would likely be offered a far better deal, avoiding a hard execution. He finished by proclaiming that Duke Kaiser Mordanticus the Martyr would never be forgotten. Memento Mordanticus. Too close to call in disappointing Nanomed bidding war. Vitadine Labs has expressed disappointment at the extremely poor responses it has received from both Vandermeer Corporation and Neomedical Industries to its invitation to tender for distribution rights for the Nanomed Wonder Drug, with Professor Katrian Rook wondering why there seems to be such apathy about a medicine that can cure illness, heal wounds and prolong life by up to 50 years. 
Vitadine will announce whether either bid was sufficient in the next few days. Meanwhile, void opal billionaire Lexi October has announced plans to revive the failed Supertech Torque. The Torque spectacularly failed to perform at the Rackham Ultratech Expo in October last year. Whether Lexi October can make a working holographic interface from the remains of Supertech's failed technology remains to be seen. The Longest Rat Journey Continued The furthest ever attempted fuel rat rescue remains a work in progress, with two fully fuelled ratmobiles at 38.7 light-years in supercruise beyond Sematus Beacon. The supercruise phase of the rescue began on the 11th of January, with the 11 light-year mark reached on the 14th of January, the 32 light-year mark on the 18th of January, and the refuelling point at 38.7 light-years reached by Commander Highway Warrior on the 21st of January. He's been waiting there until this morning for a second fuel rat, Commander Veristhia, to catch up. The two rat warriors will now continue together into the void. They still have more than 100 light-years to travel to rescue their distant client, Commander Deluvian Ray's Cruise, who's been waiting patiently for rescue since the 25th of November last year. Will takes the spotlight. An unassuming, often bewildered-looking, rather benign character finds himself thrust into the galactic spotlight this week, following the shock departure of Hollowvid presenter Ed Lewis from the Pilots' Federation. It is none other than Will Flanagan, who, together with a supporting cast of Bo, Page and Steggs, will now assume primary responsibility for communicating the propaganda of the Pilots' Federation to unwitting commanders everywhere. It is suspected that Ed Lewis may have been shown the door by scorpion-munching crime syndicate boss Don Antonacci, who's famed for always wanting to be at the centre of attention, and is believed to have become jealous of Lewis's runaway success. Ed leaves behind 37 commanders, a trail of biscuit crumbs, and a lot of memories. Memento Ed Lewisicus. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the, well, <laughs> the last ever time I'll say this, the Elite Dangerous live stream. It's not quite, is it? Um, but uh, this next song is for all of you oddballs out there, for all of you brilliantly strange, interesting, diverse, wonderful, odd, crazy, uh, just, just unbeatable weirdos like that is what we all are in this part of this elite dangerous community and it is true we are all like that because this next song is called uh and i, and I think it kind of it, it 
in a, in a fun sort of tongue in cheek way, it is a celebration of um, of what it, of how good it is to be imperfect. And I think that that's what kind of brings people like us together. And it's called Call the Imperfect People. install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website hot.forthemug.com. Almost as pain-free as saying goodbye to Edward Lewis. Because, you know, we're all going to have to bend over and talk to him, and that's a lot of back pain for a lot of commanders who don't get much exercise like me. So let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! From the explorers, jumping around like them horny old rabbits in a field, Commander Cometborn took the lead with just about 62,400 light years jump. Pulling double duty and tearing up the Don's desperately desperados this week is Commander Cometborn again with 12.1 million credits earned and accounted for. You're a busy little bee, ain't you? Our top mission trucker this week is Commander Brian Cohen with 490 mission points earned. We finally got some decent numbers up here again. Congrats, Commander. Hauling cargo like a hunting trucker auto, Commander Light 027 transported about 113,300 tons this week. I hear the inspiration came from playing Convoy over and over again in his cockpit. Driving the Hutton taxi this week, Commander Azuka transported 4,803 willing passengers around the galaxy. It's said Azuka got that many by offering free gin and tonics to anyone old enough to hold a glass. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is still held by Commander Lithobreaker in one hour. 23 minutes and 9 seconds. You think you got what it takes to beat this score? Well, download the Hutton Helper and get to flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, Get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, 
Brought to you by Lacon Spaceways, only ships in the galaxy, with a book of farewell limericks for Edward Lewis. Speaking of which, although Edward is shorter than most, he walks faster than all he can boast. He gets lots of things done while still having fun and is still a great target to roast.